Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome to Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Talk Money is about insurance, stocks, bonds, and retirement, estate planning, all those things about financial things, everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives about their topics of expertise. You know, the stock market has extended its record run. Investors wonder, how is it going to end? Well, that's a great question. The S&P has hit another high, another record high. And according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, the U.S. economy has been growing for the the last 99 months, an expansion exceeded in length only two times since 1900. In fact, if you really look at it, we've got it, you know, it's just amazing what's happening. 70 record highs this year. Well, believe it or not, we've got tax reform. The GOP got it done. Trump's going to sign it. It appears it's got a real plan. It's going to take some traction, and the market likes it. But remember, keep your politics out of your investments. That's always important to remember. Don't forget that. Memphis takes Confederate statues down from downtown parks. Well done, guys. Well done. The city council sidesteps historical panel ruling by finding a way to skirt Tennessee law and... The State Historical Commission. I mean, Memphis has got its act together. That's impressive. Well, today's program, our annual Christmas program, features guests from Shoemaker Financial talking about their favorite Christmas memories. I mean, you, we've done this every year. It is amazing what we get to hear. Uh, it's always fun. It's entertaining. You'll enjoy it. Vonda Collins, Emily Knack, Beth Heisall, Jason Harrington, Chris Purcell, and Nathan Powell are all in the studio, and it's crowded. But it's always fun to get together with these guys and celebrate Christmas. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Now, here's Mid-South weather from News Channel 3's Severe Weather Center. Brought to you by The Crescent Club. Hosting the people and ideas that move Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240. Call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Your Friday is looking wet. Good morning from the Severe Weather Center. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. Rain or thunder likely for today. Many areas will see 2 to 3 inches of rain. Flash flood watch in effect. South winds will bring temperatures into the mid-60s, but north winds tonight mean temperatures will be falling. Low 40s overnight. These showers and thunder showers won't be letting up until early tomorrow. Then we'll see clearing and cooler weather through the weekend and right on into early next week. Let Mark help you with your holiday shipping. He's at the A Mail Center, 1046 Church Road West in South Haven, packing in many different shipping options are available at the AIM Mail Center in South Haven. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers on The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. Now back to America in the morning. 
Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. To look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. And welcome back. Today's program, the Bailey Law Firm, is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. Well, if you haven't got the feeling... It's terrible, guys. It's Christmas time. I mean, the weather's cooperating somewhat, if you like rain and all those things that go along with that. The reality is, it's Christmas time. It's now. You must, if you're not planning for it, if you haven't got all your shopping done, too late. You got to, you know, just just get it done. Today's today, you know. But uh, I've got some people, and we've got a lot of smiley faces. That's the the main thing, and a lot of happy people, because we're going to talk about their. Favorite Christmas memories. Again, my guests, Emily Knack, Jason Harrington, and Beth Hysaw. They're in the studios with me. And uh, guys, let us uh, let me start with you, Beth, because, uh, you know, Christmas is a, a great time. And, uh, you know, I can remember my own, as a kid, some of the fun things. And I can remember my daughters and things that just go on. But I want to ask you, if you had to narrow it down, what would you say, if you remember growing up, what was your favorite memory of Christmas? My favorite favorite memory of Christmas was traveling to Columbus, Ohio to visit extended family. Um, we lived in Memphis. We just our own family, so it was rather small. So we traveled up to see my grandparents, and my great aunt always had a Christmas Eve party, and it would be 40 or 50 people, you know, that you didn't see all year long. Uh, Santa would come and visit and give us gifts and talk about what each of us had done. So it was a lot of fun just eating and, and visiting with family. Um, and then, of course, we were up north, so there was always a potential snow, which we always got really excited about. And uh, just just being with family and singing Christmas carols. So you're telling me that family, obviously, was the primary thing with Christmas. You know, I think everybody yes. listening today would identify family, friends. That's kind of the, the priority. And for those that, you know, are struggling not having that, you know, I feel for them. I really do. And it really is tough. But, that, but your memory is with family. Uh, you mentioned something about when we were talking about this, something about even to the point of uh, somebody losing a tooth, you know, and even that would happen. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Santa always knew everything that happened that year, whether, you know, you made the cheerleading team, you made all straight A's, losing a tooth. Um, he always knew all the the highlights in your life. And so that was that was always fun and surprising that he would know those things. So, so now with the whole family, the uh, the whole idea behind, you know, were there anything around that the, the family did that, that you say, you know, that, I mean, Santa obviously was a big deal and he knew everything about the children. But was there anything there that was specifically that you can say, you know, that's where... That nails me down right there. That's the part. You know, when we all sang Christmas carols, I mean, 50 people crowded in one room in a basement with Santa and, you know, singing Christmas carols around the piano was just really, really fun and, and very brings like a lot of nostalgic memories for me. 
we just don't do anymore because we've all grown up and, and moved, away moved away. And away, yeah, and so it, the tradition went away, but I'll always have those memories. And then, of course, going to Christmas midnight mass was a family tradition. So after the party, the the food, the drinking, all the just festivities, and then we'd have to all go to Christmas midnight mass <laughs> and try and stay awake. <laughs> yeah, I can remember that. I hear you. But That's was, always important. Yeah. It was, and it was beautiful. That's great. That's great. You know, uh, let me go to you, Jason, because I know, you know, when we talk about Christmas and things like that, I think one of the biggest things that we do is we all, you know, it's kind of, it's amazing. Now, I think, Emily, you were talking more uh, as a child, right? I mean, yours would... Yes. Okay. So now, is it is all of our memories, Jason? Is your memory going to be around a child, Emily? Is your memory going to be around a child? My memories are a little more recent. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Jason. Yeah, mine is not. I wouldn't say recent. It's been about seventeen, eighteen years now. But it is a memory that always comes up around my wife and I talk about it. All right. What's that? Tell me about it. Uh, Well, Allison and I, my wife, we were in our you know, kind of mid-20s, decided to be crazy, and we went to live in New York City for a couple of years. Uh, While we were there, uh, we found out we were pregnant uh, with twin girls, and around Christmas time, she was about eight months pregnant that time, the doctor tells her, actually early in the pregnancy, you're you're high-risk pregnancy, you can't fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I did find out that you can walk, uh, because... (laughs) Her idea of they travel became, <laughs> we just walked a thousand miles every day. I got you. I got you. Uh, but uh, so we couldn't fly. And we, we, uh, it was the first kind of Christmas experience that we had where we didn't go home for the holidays. You know, we didn't go as a married couple. That was that we didn't go home and do like the Christmas lunch that you always do every sure. year. Uh, so it was just us. Um it's actually was a pivotal point that that made us realize that we wanted to be closer to home, you know, mm-hmm. once we missed being around our family. But we did have a cool Christmas. We did a bunch of stuff in New York. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen New York during the Christmas time. Have you ever been there? Been been there? there. So New York, I mean, you can imagine big city. They do everything over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, every decoration is like next level. It's a tourist time. It is. And and when you're not a tourist and you kind of know how to navigate, you know, not get caught in some of the tourist traps, right. uh, there's some really cool, neat things that you can see in the city. And we did that. And uh, we walked around a bajillion miles. We went to see one of the highlights was we went to see the uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir Christmas special. Um, and it was amazing. It had laser lights and everything. It's like a Christmas presentation. Was the weather say. good? The weather was cool for us because (laughs) we both were raised in the south all right and it snowed i mean like a snow the announcement was one of the biggest snowstorms that new york had had up you know for like several years Mm -hmm. well for us we thought we were in the north pole because it was more snow than we had ever Ever seen seen, in our whole life i mean it was we just were standing out in it like just standing in one park one time just letting it snow on us because it was just that we had never seen snowfall like that and it was piled up, you know, several feet, you know, it was cool. And uh, one of the cool things that I do remember is, uh, you know, the street vendor aspect of New York. I mean, sure. you go to New York, you're going to find hats for sale and, and scarves and hot dogs. I mean, the street. Well, even at Christmas, they have Christmas tree street vendors. 
um, and they decorate these little corners of the street with you know big sure. Charlie Brown lights. Right. And um, we bought our Christmas tree from a street vendor and you know drug it up. You know we thought we were like you know Merry Christmas in in you know. Uh, the Northeast, you know, where you, we, we had chopped down this tree. We didn't really do that. But, you know, me and an eight-month pregnant woman, like, drugged this tree that felt like it was a huge tree. It really was probably four feet tall, but uh, it felt big. And we drug it up three flights of steps and put it in our little apartment and had, like, eight lights on it and two ornaments, but it was cool. Yeah, one of the biggest memories for my wife and I is the same thing. A tree that we thought was nice until we got into the house yeah. and got to look at it. No, yeah, this it was, was the same thing. It was yeah, the same thing. Yeah. It had, like, eight branches yeah, on it, right. you know, but but we had we had a we had a good time with that. Uh, we have a, a, a old camcorder, uh, you know, um, sure. my kids don't even know how we can watch, how right. you even view it. You know, right. they're very confused by it. Right. It has a tape in it. And, uh, we videoed all this stuff around the city on this little camcorder, all these Christmas experiences. And we have gone back and watched it and, now you can't find anything to convert that yeah, to a video. Yeah, that's true. Well, I can remember one time when, you know, you talk about all the good things. I can remember getting in trouble on Christmas. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you ever think about that. And if you just tuned in, I've got guests from the office today. We've got Emily Knack, Jason Harrington, Beth Hysaw. We're talking about Christmas and memories. Coming up in a few minutes, Vonda Collins is going to tell us a little bit about what she remembers from Christmas. But I remember, guys, you know, you know I got a basketball. And I was uh, in the sixth grade and had been told, don't go across the street. You know what I mean? It was Christmas oh, yeah. Day. Don't go across the street. You know, I don't know if that's just the law that says you don't do that, and therefore I decided you're going to do, it, gonna it, do it. it. So I basked, you know, took my basket. Santa had already come, so you exactly. didn't have to be on any I list. I was done. Yeah, right. <laughs> I knew that I was starting afresh, and I mm-hmm. had a whole 365 <laughs> years to work. Uh, so I basket, you know, took the basketball, bounced it out the front deal, and my neighbor, which right across the street, saw me and waved and well shucks that's it that's all it took you know cross the street we're we're playing (laughs) oh i remember my dad stepping out of the porch just giving me that little nod that says hey um uh, this way, and uh, you know, I lost the basketball for the next day. You know, Merry Christmas, (laughs) Merry Christmas. Yeah, you're right, Emily. Tell us about yours. You said it was kind of one of those things. It's a little closer. It's not me as a six-year-old or sixth grader, actually sixth grader. Yours is a little more recent. Yeah, well, it's it does stem from a tradition we had growing up, which is that my family, I know it's a very... Um, controversial issue, but we were the live Christmas tree family. So we always would go and pick out our Christmas tree when I was growing up. Now, when I got married and moved out of the house, I realized that was more, I think, a tradition that I forced my family into because as soon as I was married, my parents bought the artificial tree. And so now my family with my husband were continuing the live Christmas tree tradition. Um, But it always seems that there's always something that just goes not according to plan when you're trying to buy a live Christmas tree. Um, a couple years ago, I was very meticulously stringing the lights up around my Christmas tree and didn't realize if you string multiple lights together, the strands can blow. So almost done putting the lights up and poof, there goes all the lights on the tree and had to start all over. So, you know, that was last year's experience. This year um, was a little more comical for us. We had gone out and purchased our Christmas tree and got home. And while we're unloading the tree from our car, just a little important detail, my husband notices, wow, I really need to rake the leaves out here. There's a bunch of leaves, but we're like, oh, we'll do that tomorrow. So we bring our tree inside to the house and get it set up in the stand or pulling the 
twine wrapping that they put on your tree down, you know, and are all excited. Oh, it's so beautiful. It smells like Christmas. And, you know, about 15 minutes after we've put the tree up, my husband looks down at his hand and goes, wait a second. Where's my wedding ring? I can't find it. I think I lost it while we were unloading the Christmas tree. And so we, you know, of course, then begin the mass panic of where is every place we've been in the past few minutes? Where is this ring? And so I'm searching all through the house. Brian's like, oh, no, there are so many leaves outside. And that's where we were. So he's going outside. He has the leaf blower. He's trying to blow through the leaves with a flashlight, you know, hoping to see the glimmer of silver. Um... And so we're searching and finally I'm like, it has to be, maybe it's in the Christmas tree. And so I have a flashlight and I'm branch by branch scanning through our Christmas tree. And finally, you know, after we've been praying, you know, Lord, let us find this ring. I see the little glimmer and it was sitting on one of the branches, you know, in the middle of our Christmas tree. So it was, um, it, it was a very happy memory at the end of it since we found it, but very comical. I was going to say comical and stressful for Ryan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please tell me y'all immediately stopped and like sang Christmas, like circled the Christmas tree and sang Christmas carols. We didn't, you know? but we did. We did breathe a big sigh of relief. Yeah, that's great. That's great. If you just tuned in, we're talking with people from the office about their most, I guess you'd say, favorite memories and that's memories of christmas and the holidays and traditions we're going to come back in a few minutes we got uh, nathan powell chris purcell and vonda collins is going to be with us we're going to talk more we're going to dive into those things that are traditions i've got a couple of traditions that we just do and it's just it's just become habit and you know you transit you when you transfer from being that young married couple to kids to grandkids as i have changes happen. So what are you doing? That's what we're talking about. Stay with us. You're listening to Talk Money. This is our Christmas show. Thank you for listening. It's a lot of fun for us to be in here. Hope you're enjoying it. This is Talk Money. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood from the Dell Small Business Studios. As many people have suspected, Apple slows down old iPhones. Here's Anna Warner of CBS News. Apple now confirms it's been slowing phones. It says the issue began when its iPhone 6 experienced sudden shutdowns last year. More after this. Ahoy, ye mateys! Now I know you probably think a pirate like me with a peg leg and an eye patch is in search of me buried treasure, but tis not so, me mateys. My brave crew and I have pledged to plunder no more until we clean up all the garbage that comes out here from land. Arr! Why, just today, I found an aluminum can that said soda pop from the mountaintop. Somebody probably threw it on the ground and it washed into a drain pipe and into a river and into the ocean. Now I've got the best crew in the seven seas. But we can't do it all ourselves. Lend us a hand by always recycling and disposing of your trash properly. To learn more about keeping oceans clean, visit keepoceansclean.org. Not tarnation. I mean, keepoceansclean.org. At keepoceansclean.org. Yeah, what he said. Brought to you by the Keep Oceans Clean Alliance and the Ad Council. 
As Anna Werner tells us, When John Poole, a Canadian computer scientist, set out to figure out why the performance of his wife's iPhone seemed poor, he says he made a surprising discovery. Your web browser will be slower, instant messaging will be slower, your camera will be slower. Basically, it will affect almost all the functionality of your phone, save for actually making phone calls. In order to sustain the life of its device, he says Apple is deliberately limiting the power the battery sends to the phone's processor which runs apps and other functions. At this point in time, the only fix is to replace the battery. Apple now confirms that it has been slowing the phones. What else does the company say? It says the issue began when its iPhone 6 experienced sudden shutdowns last year. Older batteries were struggling to keep up with the phone, so the company offered a limited battery replacement program and a software update. The company now admits that updates slowed the phones down. In a statement, Apple says, our goal is to deliver the best experience for customers, which includes overall performance and prolonging the life of their devices. Anna Warner, what can people do? You can solve the problem by replacing the battery on your iPhone, but if your device is not under warranty, Apple charges $79 for a battery replacement. The company said this impacts all lithium-ion batteries in the industry, but Poole told us the testing his company has done so far doesn't show other mobile phone brands experiencing these issues. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood, and I'll see you right here on the radio. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It celebrates our Savior's birth, Christmas, but it's also a time for family and friends. And I tell you, it is just, uh, you know, it's just exciting. I mean, now we'll admit sometimes it's hectic. I was out doing a little shopping the other day, and uh, I have to admit that, you know, nobody got out of their car and let me know that I was not going to take that particular parking space. But you could sense a little bit of urgency around in the parking. I went to Target. Big mistake for me, you know? I mean, here I am trying to, I was going to buy a couple of Christmas cards and a couple of things. My wife's birthday, by the way, just for those listening, is uh, the 24th of December, Christmas Eve. Now, let me tell you what, if you're married to someone who has got a birthday that close to Christmas, I need to tell you this. If you don't know this already, it is a mandatory thing. You celebrate Christmas and you celebrate birthday, you don't celebrate them together. They are two separate days. So I uh, was out doing a little Christmas shopping and some birthday shopping and uh, fighting a little bit of the crowds, and actually, I enjoy it. Here's one of the things that I used to do. This was my fun thing. It tra- is a tradition. Uh, it was, You know, this just goes back when the kids were small. I don't know why I like to do this, because if you knew me personally and really got to know me a lot, this is not what would you would think that I would do. But on Christmas Eve, that last minute of shopping, I would go to Kmart, and I would get a cart, and I would load up on the Kmart Blue Light Specials. Can you imagine that? I mean, you know, it was like we would hit that blue light special, say what it was, and I'd rush over there, and I'd look at it and think, you know, I don't think I need that. But then the next one, I'd go over, yeah, we could probably use it. That was just one of those things, guys. Don't have any clue why that became a tradition for me until about, oh, I guess three or four years and decided that was enough, Vonda. What do you think? That's kind of, it's kind of odd, and it don't go there, but you know, I mean, it is. My guest is Vonda Collins, and she's going to talk about hers. We have Chris Purcell, Nathan Powell, Jason Harrington, Emily Knack, and Beth Heisel all in the studio. They're all from the office. We're talking about 
those Christmas traditions, those memories, happy, funny, family, friends, all those things that happen. We're just letting people talk about those fun things. We hope we're bringing a smile to your face, a memory that you're remembering as a result of listening to something to them. Just a little bit of uplifting. Christmas can get so busy that you need to sit back and reflect about family and friends. And, of course, what is the reason for the season? Fun to tell me about uh, your favorite memory of Christmas, and uh, I like your story. Uh, I like the snowstorm in Memphis. Uh, tell us about it. Well, it had to be, for me, my favorite Christmas memory um, was when I was about probably about 12, maybe 13. Um, we had just moved into our new home. We were living in Chicago at the time. And, of course, Christmas is always great in Chicago because it always snows. Yep. And it is probably my favorite time of the year. I'm always the first one up in the house, so I get everybody else. <laughs> I get that. I get I'm the first that. one up in the house. Yeah. This particular Christmas, um, we had asked our parents for certain things or what have you, so we knew that we would get certain things for Christmas, and um, so I'm the first one in the house to get up, and I'm always coercing my brother to get up, get up with me, so. Yeah. And I remember we got up, we went downstairs, looked at the tree, and we were shocked because there were bikes. Oh, so you hadn't asked for bikes. We had not asked for bikes. Mom and, and dad's so, smart, though. They know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they did. So my mother and father had gotten us uh, three-speed bikes. Now, of course, we couldn't ride them because it was like six inches of snow oh, on the ground. Right. <laughs> we couldn't do that. But I just remember um, that being a great Christmas because we were in our new home. We had moved in our home. And this was in Memphis? Actually, in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. In okay. Chicago. And we had moved in our home around in August. Uh-huh. So, you know, being in a new home, a new house— and celebrating with family. My mom's sister had come to visit um, the day before, okay. and the weather was kind of crappy, so yeah. she decided to, you know, stay with us, yeah. spend the night. And my grandma was living with us at the time. So it was a really intimate Christmas, and just spending time with them. I remember that just being a really sweet time with just intimate, you know, aspects of the I, family. I get that. You know, we, we forget that that's really kind of that fun time. Mm-hmm. We get so caught up in the stuff right. and all the things going on mm-hmm. that we forget that that's a— you know, kind of nice to do yes. from that standpoint. Yes. I, I remember taking my grandkids. You know, you talk about you being 12 or 13. Well, mm-hmm. I took my grandkids down to Bass Pro. Okay. And this has become a little bit of that tradition, down to Bass Pro, get the family and all the, you know, uh, the Christmas, uh, the the, the uh, picture with Santa Claus and stuff. But that kind of, kind of, I like to go to Bass Pro, obviously. Okay. But the reality is they enjoyed it because there were so many things to do and they were cookies to make and you know, decorations to do and things like that. And they enjoyed that, and that became one of those things. And then it was hard to get them to come home, oh. <laughs> you know, because this was always Christmas Eve. It would be a part of that celebration of Lolly. They, they call my wife Lolly, and okay. her name's Linda. Oh. And so it's Lolly, L-A-L-Y, Linda Always Loves You. So that's, you know, that's kind of happy if you know what I mean. But it's good. It's good. Yes. So they call, they said, Lolly, you know, they like to celebrate her birthday because we do a ton of stuff. Like that, then we take them home. We all we're out doing holding the kids away so mom and dad can do the shit, you know, gotcha. the, the gift mm-hmm. wrapping and all the things that they needed to do. Okay, that was kind of our tradition from that standpoint. So I appreciate the bikes, I mm-hmm. really do. <laughs> now, let me ask you this how long did it take you before you got to ride the bikes? Was snow on the ground in Chicago? When did you finally get to take the bikes I'm out? I'm sure it was spring. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. That's great. Definitely spring. That's great. Um, My next guest, Nathan Powell, frequent guest out here with us in the studio today. Again, he's talking about his favorite Christmas. And uh, Nathan, I mean, looking at what you had put down for me, you know. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Tell me about it, sir. All right. So one of the... uh, 
memories I love. It's, I don't know if I'd say it's, it, it wasn't a favorite at the time, but I remember Christmas Eve, we would always go over to my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. Every every Christmas Eve before we would go to the candlelight service at church, we'd always go go there. We'd have sauerkraut balls, sausage balls, all kinds of pies. Grandmother you know. was good, right? Oh, she's the best. <laughs> yeah, I could... You know, I can almost still just smell her house right yep. now. You know yep. what I mean? And, uh, you know, so we would go in. It'd be time for our presents, you know, maybe six, seven years old. And, you know, that's all you're really focused on after you get to, you know, eat pie all right, night, which is right. fantastic. And so, you know, I open up, you know, I get my little car, my little, you know, action figure or whatever it was. And then sitting under the tree, there are some little envelopes with the names of all of the grandkids. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Now I'm going to be able to buy whatever in the world I want. <laughs> go over there. They pass them out. Get that nice white envelope that's just the right size for like some $100 bills oh, yeah. for, you know, 50s. Who knows what it's going to be? Yeah. How about once? <laughs> yeah, right. I open it up. And I'm like, that's not green. I don't understand what, I, what, what this is. Pull it out. And... You know, I'll tell you, there's no better way to ruin Christmas for a kid than to give them U.S. savings bonds <laughs> for Christmas. I open that thing up. It says, you know, $50 U.S. double E savings bond. And I look at my grandmother and my dad like, is this what? How am I supposed to use this? You know, so, but now fast forward 30, 35 years They're later, right. and nice it's gift. like one of the best gifts I ever received. It's all about patience. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for a six or seven year old, though, I get it. Yeah, get that, it. That, that was a little rough. Well, let me ask you this yeah. now. Here you got grandma and dad watching you. Right. Okay. How do you cover that disappointment? Because you know you just said, oh, this is the greatest gift in the world, right? Well, we were always, we, were, we were trained from a young age to be very polite always. So, you know, that nice forced smile and, oh, uh, thanks, Grandma. And, you know, the little hug and, you know, whatever whatever it took to put on that, you know. Oh, perfect. Be thankful and grateful for whatever you get. Yeah, and that's I guess right. that was another good lesson. Good lesson. For, yeah, way to go, Grandmother. That's great. That's okay. Right. All right, Chris Purcell, you know, now let's see, you can you top a gift like that, you know, from that standpoint? That's pretty impressive. What you got, sir? Well, my favorite memory is about five minutes ago when Nate was talking about the pies at his grandma's house. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, <laughs> it's making me hungry over here. But so I grew up in a family. My, my dad's got, I think, five siblings, and my mom's got three. So there were always kids around for our Christmas. Um, and. It was always a lot of fun. However, my favorite memory comes from last year uh, when my wife was pregnant. We were going in that night to have her induced the next morning to have our first child. So it was unlike any Christmas we had ever had. I was filled with anxiety not to find out what was under the tree or what what I was getting for Christmas or anything like that. I didn't eat anything. So if you know me, that's a rarity. Um, I didn't, you know, I couldn't hold water. I couldn't keep anything in my stomach. I was just nervous. People were talking to me and I couldn't think about anything. Finally, at about... 7 30 8 o'clock that night my wife said all right get the bag we're going to the hospital and uh we checked in and then that night i got to sleep on a nice pull out it's not really a couch i guess it's a nice uncomfortable chair that they give you in the hospital right it's make sure you don't uh, stay there long (laughs) yeah and so uh it was hot uh the apparently the air conditioning was broken which it was warm for some reason in our room so that was that was nice and then the next morning i woke up and uh we had a baby so uh yeah where, where were you during this time just sleeping well you know i it, 
What happened? They they woke me up and they said, "Hey, Chris, grab a leg." Uh, and so uh, so I was involved in that aspect of it, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was unlike any Christmas I have ever had, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Now was that Christmas? You say Christmas? Day? That was Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, that we the the night we went in on, okay. and so she was planned to be induced on the twenty sixth. Okay. So we spent that. They wanted to, I guess, get. You know, whatever, get us in that controlled environment the night before. Yeah, you know, babies do have a tendency to do and come when they want to come. Sure. You know, whether you like it or not. And sure. That's what happens. Well, great. Well, there you go. See, now she's going to, is she? No, he. Sheep. She. That's what I was thinking. I, I'm, you know, you get these babies. First Christmas. First Christmas. So, you know, that's great. That's good. And then the same thing is she's got to celebrate her birthday regardless exactly so she'll have christmas and then birthday probably the worst birthday is the one right after christmas but she shares it with my dad so he was super excited about that as well ah that's great that's great you just tuned in you're listening to several 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 people from our offices at shoemaker financial i have vonda collins emily knack nathan powell beth heisall chris purcell and jason harrington we're all in the studio we're talking about our favorite christmas i mean you know it's our memories it's those things that you put together and all those traditions we like to take off on christmas eve and go look at the christmas lights and spend the time going on around the city we know we've got some special places we like to go and it's just fun to take the kids and pile in the car and just go out and say, man, they did a good job. Look at it. That's really nice. And it's just a fun family tradition to look at the Christmas lights and the Christmas parades. I'll talk about a Christmas parade when we come back. And I'm going to introduce you to a new person on the staff here at KWAM. He's my new producer. We'll talk about his favorite Christmas when we come back. I'm listening to you. You're listening to us. Thank you for being a part of today's program. We'll be back in just a minute with more favorite things about Christmas. This is Talk Money. But you can do the job when you're on town. Let on. We'll inspire. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. By the fire. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. When Nazi Germany achieved a surprise victory over France in 1940, an alarmed President Roosevelt immediately began expanding national defense industries at a breathtaking rate, which greatly altered the face of the Mid-South. Within a year, two major defense industries were operating in Shelby County. Memphis became the U.S. Second Army Headquarters, where training for the half-million soldiers stationed in Tennessee was conducted. The nation's only inland naval base was established in Millington. Workers were hired wherever they could be found, and local factories were retooled for wartime production. During the war, the Ford plant was used to make airplane engines, Quaker Oats manufactured synthetic rubber, and Firestone produced rubber life rafts. Of the 40,000 men and women from Shelby County, who served in our armed forces during World War II, 662 were either killed or missing in action. Among those who served, African Americans from the Mid-South fought with exceptional bravery and honor and contributed in countless ways to the defeat of Germany and Japan. One African American from Memphis who served with distinction was Captain Luke Weathers, who flew with the famed Tuskegee Airmen and shot down seven enemy planes. Weathers once said of Memphis before he died that this is a city that has its feet in the Mississippi, its souls in the churches, and its minds up in the blue sky with God. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. 
You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. You're listening to our annual Christmas program featuring guests from Shoemaker Financial talking about their favorite Christmas memories, whether it's a funny one or, you know, the, the you know, family and very uh, personable. We appreciate all that. From losing their ring in a Christmas tree to not getting money but getting a savings bond. That's uh, All of those stories are great and getting bikes and everything like that. We've got Vonda Collins, Emily Knack, Beth Hysaw, Jason Harrington, Chris Purcell, and Nathan Powell in the studio. We're just having fun talking about what we do when we celebrate Christmas traditions and all those things and our memories and things like that. And I want to introduce someone to you, someone you'll get to know a little bit more as we continue the program is we're going to be moving. We're starting in January the 3rd. We're moving from a Friday day program to Wednesday. And our new producer is Greg Ratliff. And Greg, I want to ask you, what do you remember from your favorite? By the way, welcome, sir. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. What's your favorite Memory of for Christmas. Mine are very recent. I have uh, three-year-old twin girls, and they, uh, they're they kind of just now... This year is the first Christmas that they're really actively like in in, in, involved in Christmas. <laughs> but every year we've like, uh, we, we've, we take them to Bass Pro Shop and yep. get the picture taken and seeing the evolution of scared, crying, screaming to last year, they at least let us put them near Santa, but we had to be in the picture with them. Right. This year, we show up to Bass Pro, and they were both just terrified. They won't go near them, but we always go early like that. I will tell that to anybody that's listening. If you're going to go do the pictures with Santa, go during the week and go like the first week they do it because there's nobody there. Yeah. So if you've got kids that are uncomfortable with Santa Claus, that's the way to do it because it was our kids and Santa, and that was the only that's people good. in there. And you know, he walked over to them and he he tried talking to them and they 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 were still weren't having it. They're hiding behind me and mom. And finally, uh, Santa goes, "Hey, I, I have a mailbox over there with letters for kids to send me at the North Pole. Can you get those for me?" Both of them just ran right over there, grabbed them out of the mailbox, and took them right to him. They still didn't sit in his lap, but they at least All sat. They sat in his chair and he stood next to the chair. So that's that's progress for us. So <laughs> that's yeah, great. that's my favorite part of Christmas. That's great. Kids make Christmas fun. There's no doubt about it kids make christmas fun and i i can remember when the, one of our times we were decorating our christmas tree my two daughters we we had those little ornaments that you know that if you're not careful they'll break and we're filming this you know jason you were talking about the camcorder well we were working with the camcorder and our kids were about six and three or seven and four and we're playing back and forth and everybody's having a good time and i'm filming and i made a comment i said need to be careful with that you'll break that you'll don't be careful you'll break that and oh no no it's fun it's fun and next thing you know i mean literally as she looked at me as i had just said that broke it you know Jeez. broken our hands and you know and i've got it recorded we actually enjoyed looking at that over the years to see that surprise on her face as all of a sudden she realized uh-oh i did exactly what i was told not to do those things happen and uh, you know it's been a fun thing because that was not a big deal just an ornament but it became a fun thing to watch at christmas time and i'm going to ask you be thinking about this what are the fun traditional things that you watch on television that, you know, we always have those favorite programs that the family says, this is what I'm going to watch. So, you know, just to be thinking about that, I'm going to ask you about that in a few minutes. But, Emily, you've got some kind of advice for people when it comes to buying live Christmas trees and decorating them. Yes, I actually heard it on the radio for the first time this year. But the tip is when you are stringing the lights on your Christmas tree, instead of going around and around the tree with your strand of light, 
to put the lights up vertically, go up and down. And so we tried that for the first time this year. And I mean, 20 minutes, my whole tree was lit up. It was beautiful. No stress, very simple. So I am definitely telling everyone I know, hey, do those lights vertically. vertically. And now you have no excuse for an artificial tree because it's so simple on that real tree. You're not selling me. Mine are are pre-lit, man. It's bam, bam, (laughs) plug in. How many of you, when you decorate your tree, do you leave it decorated, you put it somewhere, and you put a cloth over it, and you you know, it's decorated, and it comes back in? Anybody? Never. 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 Oh, you start from scratch. It's always got to be live trees for me. Live trees, too? Live trees. I'm live tree all the way. uh, Sure, live trees. I like it. Yeah, great. That's good. Now, let's go to you, Jason. What's something you remember? Well, this was, you know, this is going to tie in a little bit to your watching thing, but Greg, I have twin twin girls too. They're uh, they're almost 17, and what has been fun is watching them at this stage of Christmas, you know, versus... When they were kids, and one of the things that we've started doing over the last couple of years is having a Hallmark movie blitz, right? Now, that doesn't sound thrilling, okay? I know Hallmark is pretty formula, but what makes it a Harrington tradition is that we spend the entire movie making fun of it. All right. So each person's trying to guess, you know, when the twinkle of the eye is going to happen, when the strategic snowflake is going to fall and land like, you know, in the prince's hand, you know, so that he can give it to the, you know, the princess. You know what I'm talking about. Emily. But, You've seen a lot. But they won't know he's a prince or she's a They princess, won't know he's right? a prince. Right. Okay. He'll be an undercover, you know, like <laughs> you know, won't be able to tell anyone who he is because and then she'll get mad because he, she didn't know the truth. And so. We uh we've gone over that. I hate it when that happens. I hate it when that happens. I mean, I told my wife I was a prince, and then she found out the truth, and it, <laughs> it didn't work out real well. Uh, the other traditions every Christmas Eve, we watch the Muppet Christmas Carol. Every Christmas, we know the songs, we sing them. It's pretty cliche, but we do it. We watch the uh, the Muppet Muppets Christmas, Christmas huh? and my one of my girls, my one of my twins, will. She is very particular about this tradition. And it, if, if it gets, if anything would happen, the power to ever go out on Christmas Eve and that wasn't, couldn't happen, I, Christmas for her may, might, not. might not occur. <laughs> like we'd just postpone it until the power came back on and then we'd start as wow. if it were. Nathan, something. what about yours? Yeah, so as far as uh, what, what to watch, we were talking about this at uh, the office, I think yesterday, because I love to impersonate this movie as often as I can. Yep. It's the old uh, claymation Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer from like the late 60s, early 70s, something like that. And you know, they go to that island of misfit toys and you got the Charlie and the box he's like no one wants to play with a charlie in the box which is just one of my all-time favorite lines you sure no one likes to play with a charlie in the box it's just one of the best lines of it gets i need me, to control the microphone yeah. for some reason yeah it gets me every single time that's I love amazing it. you know mayan uh, you know, what's the name of the movie and it's you know the guy with a bb gun and he got you know who you can shoot your eye out what's the name it's of a that? christmas story and i actually watched it for the first time ever with my husband last night oh it's phenomenal i mean that's you know we still talk about every you know the guy sticks his you know tongue to the flagpole and she deck puts him so many clothes on my daughter my oldest daughter actually if you know what i'm talking about the lamp my daughter actually bought a copy of the the lamp that's hanging that's in their living room you know, that, that he gets for a prize or something for, well, it's because we watch that every, every year, every Christmas. 
That was our story. So it's the Christmas story. That's great. Good thing. Well, Beth, what about yours? Do you have one that you've got a favorite one? Yes, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, that's kind of hard classic, to beat. But I yeah, just, it's the every class, year yeah. I have to watch and it. And I cry through it the whole time. I every do too. time, just I, do I don't too. care how many times I've yeah. seen it. It's just it's an emotional, but it's a it good, is. good, solid, good, solid program. It is. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you're listening to us right now, we're talking about the Christmas memories from people from Shoemaker Financial. I'll introduce you to a little bit of what they do in the office in a few minutes and tell you why they're so important to us. But stay with us. We've got some extra thoughts about what Christmas is all about when we come back. You're listening to, of course, Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Stay with us. We're talking about Christmas memories and things that make us laugh at Christmas. The most famous reindeer of all Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Now, here's Mid-South Weather from News Channel 3's Severe Weather Center. Brought to you by The Crescent Club. Hosting the people and ideas that move Memphis forward for nearly 30 years. Poplar and I-240. Call for a free tour at 901-684-1010. Your Friday is looking wet. Good morning from the Severe Weather Center. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers. Rain or thunder likely for today. Many areas will see 2 to 3 inches of rain. Flash flood watch in effect. South winds will bring temperatures into the mid-60s, but north winds tonight mean temperatures will be falling. Low 40s overnight. These showers and thundershowers won't be letting up until early tomorrow. Then we'll see clearing and cooler weather through the weekend and right on into early next week. Let Mark help you with your holiday shipping. He's at the A Mail Center, 1046 Church Road West in South Haven, packing in many different shipping options are available at the A Mail Center in South Haven. I'm News Channel 3's Todd Demers on The Voice, FM 107. Point nine and AM 990. Now back to America in the morning. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Happy holidays. And welcome back. Of course, if you've been listening to the program, we're not talking much about money and finances today. It's Christmas. We're talking about those memories and fun things that we can all think about that's happened to us during the Christmas season. I have with me today Vonda Collins, Emily Knack, Beth Hysaw, Jason Harrington, Chris Purcell, and Nathan Powell. Now, Vonda and Emily are in the area of our back office where they're operational. They're doing a lot of servicing for clients and stuff. If you happen to call the office, you're very good chance you could either talk to either one of them. They're the ones that make things click and keeps everybody out of trouble and do a great job for us. Beth Hysaw is in charge of our recruiting 
program, our development of people, and she does a wonderful job. She's got a great smile, and if you're ever interested in knowing more about Shoemaker Financial and maybe where you might want to say something, you know, find out about a little bit about this career, she's the person to talk to. And, of course, Chris Purcell and Nathan Powell, frequent guests, their financial advisors at the, at the office, and uh, Jason Harrington is a managing director. He handles all the guys. He works with a lot of people in that manpower development area, and, of course, they're just people that uh, bring Fun to Christmas. They got smiles. You can sense that as you're listening to them. They've all had, and you all have got, you know, everybody listening, you've got those Christmas things. And we hope that we've kind of stimulated you a little bit to think about Christmas memories that maybe you had forgotten about. That because of one of their stories, it's brought out old Christmas memory back into your heart and your mind. And a kind of a warm feeling. That's what it's all about. Vonda, I want to talk to you because you have a uh, a background in singing and uh, you've got a tremendous voice. and um, you know, you, you just, you, you, in fact, let me just, let me give you a chance to tell us a little bit about that, because I, you know, I remember this particular person, but you were with the choir that uh, is just made Memphis famous, so no question about it, and so tell us a little bit about that, and then I want to know what's the favorite Christmas music that you've done. Well, um, in 1995, I had an opportunity to audition for a gentleman by the name of Orlando Draper. And the choir just, had been existing. Just the Orlando Draper. The, the Orlando Draper. And um, had an opportunity to uh, participate on the last two recordings that the choir did. The choir actually did six recordings. And on the last recording, we were actually um, nominated for a Grammy and won, and won. the best album. Um, miss him a lot. The yeah, industry no misses kidding. him. No kidding. Um, but Memphis just misses him. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, when you think about Christmas, I think about music, I think about the gift of music. Sharing that with um, family, friends, um, it's just a wonderful time to be able to really just, through music, share the gift of love. Love. And, yeah. you know, why Christ came right. for us. So um, music is just part of my family. My grandfather sang, my mother sings. You know, so it's just all through the family. You know, I can see it on your face. You know, <laughs> music's critical. It is. Vonda. It is. That's it's a part of our family. Well, all right. Then let me ask you this. You've got to have a favorite Christmas carol or song. Or, I mean, favorite favorite Christmas music song or something that says, this is the one that I always want to hear. Or, or maybe in your case, you want to sing. Um, probably Nat King Cole's, um, his rendition of... Um, I can't think of the name of the song. I can hear it now. Well, of course not. I just put you on the spot. Right. You know? I mean, a lot. Um, but Nat King Cole's uh, rendition of uh, Silent <laughs> Night, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and just so many. The First Noel. First Noel. Love yeah. that. Um, it's just so many songs. I mean, you know, when you sit down and start writing them down, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you go from Hark the Herald and the Angels Sing, mm -hmm. Oh, Come All Ye Faithful, Silent Night. Right. You know, as you said, Noel. There's just a ton. And I love White Christmas. I mean, you know, yes. and again, if anybody's got to sing it, who would sing White Christmas better than? Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's just the way it ought to be. If you're going to listen to, you know, that, that's who sang it. And, you know, there, of course, maybe some people might debate that, but uh, that's just my, my thoughts from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Beth, do you have a favorite song at Christmas? Do you have one that just says that stands out to you and says, hey, this is my, I want to hear this song? Joy to the World. Joy to the World. Yes. Great. Anybody? You know, Chris? 
I'm not a musical guy, um, <laughs> so so you don't want to hear me well, sing. Well, you can anyway. see how many people were rolling. In the, you know, I should have thought about that for I, I, I can go you. back to the movie question if you want. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, back to the movie. All right, good, good. Uh, so I'll take uh, Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase uh, and Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Um, crazy family, everybody coming together. Disaster of a Christmas that turns out okay. Well, that, that's a great thought from that standpoint. You know, one of the things that I do like about music, and I guess it's just uh, probably a song written by Handel, and it's one that just kind of nails it right between the eyes when you sing Hallelujah Chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that when we do that, it's uh, it's that moment in time that when it starts, without even having to anybody say to anybody, it gets time to stand up, you do. Mm-hmm. And it's an honor of what that song is really singing about. That's right. And that's uh, that's that's kind of the song that kind of rings the bells for me from the same standpoint from that. Well, guys, we've just anybody got anything that you want to add to this? I mean, from a thought process, I mean, we got so much going on here, guys. Uh, I've had fun talking about Christmas carols and Christmas singing and all the individual thought process. And, you know, it's time to close out and look at what we're trying to put together. I appreciate the fact that you guys have participated and talked about some of those fun things that just happen. You know, it just uh, whether you like it or not, this is what Christmas is all about. Well, you know, I'm going to talk, you know, here's my closing thoughts for you. There's a particular psalm that I like at this time of the year called, it's from Psalms 4610, Be still and know that I am God. I think we get so caught up in Christmas. We get so caught up in all the issues and the pushing and the shopping, which is all part of it, and the fun traditions that we talked about, seeing the Christmas lights, all those things, the gift and the gift giving and the things like that. But I just think that particular verse speaks to me because I want to stop for just a moment, take a breath and say, hey, be still and know that I am God. As we settle into the final days of this Christmas season, let me say this to each one of you guys and, of course, to our listening audience and those here. Lynn and I want to know that uh, want everybody to know that we're praying for each person that we know and that we have a time to reflect upon the goodness of God and enjoy a memorable time with family and friends and all of us would be safe at this Christmas season. As we celebrate the birth of the Christ child, I want to say thanks to all the faithful listening to the program that you've been so good this year. Your comments have always been so much appreciated. We thank you for that. And most of all, the Christmas wish to those to make it possible. Mac Bailey and the Bailey Law Firm for their support and their sponsorship. To all the staff at KWAM, Eleanor Moskovich from the office, Tommy Armstrong, Rebecca Brazier, and Drew Johnson. And most of all, to the person that does a great job for me, Francis Fortner. To each of our guests over the last year, we say thanks to them and how they participated to each of you today, how you've participated. They've been so important. Each of you do a great job and make this program a fun and entertaining program. Merry Christmas to everybody. You've been listening to Talk Money, KWAM 990, FM 107.9, The Voice. Merry Christmas. Have a great time. This is Talk Money. Serving